Selena, I'm actually shocked a little bit by speaking with some couples, good friends, um, and even couples we meet through ministry, through the, through the through online stuff. How frequently we run into couples that aren't comfortable praying with one another, hmm. and it made me think. You know, maybe this is revi- worth revisiting on the podcast, on the YouTube Absolutely. channel. Uh, prayer happens to be a very important part of the Christian life. <laughs> and so it's especially important for our marriage, right? And it's not just a, a means to an it, it is a means to an end, and that is communing with God. But it's also, it has a transformational effect on the heart hearts of those who would submit themselves to prayer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, if you feel uncomfortable praying with your spouse, um, that feels a bit odd to me because like you have sex. So that's a pretty intimate thing. So communing with God. Okay. <laughs> I don't there. know. Maybe I'm just equating the wrong things here. But maybe, but we're it... going to talk about it for sure. So we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> saying is that if sex is as intimate and spiritual and yeah. physical and all the things that we always talk about, uh, I have a hard time understanding why prayer might be an obstacle for a couple who's a believer. But maybe their sex life is suffering too. I mean, it's these are all say. the questions. It's really hard right? to say. I don't think you're, I don't think you're out of line in saying that. I feel like there is, you know, because prayer is, is an intimate thing. It's intimate, thing. yeah. Um, certainly not in the same exact ways, but it has intimacy involved in that you're being, you're, you're communing with God. You're well, it should. Speaking to God, you yeah. are bringing your requests, your supplications, your your worries, everything. You're bringing it to God, and then when you're doing that together, uh, it can it can. Well, I think pe- men, especially, I think, feel ver- very vulnerable in it, and so I don't. We're gonna talk about prayer. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk about what prayer is, what it's not. Um, what the briefly the biblical history of prayer because yeah. it's important to understand that just because we can uh, we can call on the Lord whenever we want and talk to Him and commune with Him doesn't mean that's how it's always been and so there was a cost to that that wonderful gift and blessing that God's given to us. Um, we're going to discuss the purposes of prayer, why we pray, because I think. Sometimes we can have different beliefs, uh, just fundamentally, and maybe that can be an obstacle to some couples of, well, I pray to just ask God for things, or I only pray in crisis, Hmm. or, you know, so what are those reasons of why we pray, and um, are we examining and putting those through uh, the biblical lens, and are we testing them, or getting them from scripture, not testing them, and then how to pray, just some practical how-tos, okay? How-tos, I like to explore what does Christ prescribe for prayer, which I think we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. But then also, how does that work with pragmatically in a marriage? How can that work? So what are some specific ways that husbands and wives can pray together? So uh, if you're not, if you're new to the podcast, you're listening, you're watching this. First off, thank you for watching. Thank you for giving us your time, your attention. Uh, Welcome. Uh, I'm Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We are the Fredericks. We've been married for 19 years. We actually celebrated our anniversary, our 19th anniversary this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a technical difficulty. Actually, it was last week when this comes out. So uh, at the time of this recording, we we're about to go out and actually celebrate our anniversary by going out on a date. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to do that on the actual day. So 19 years <laughs> we've been married. And so we're, we're here just to talk to couples like you, to spouses who would give us, lend us their ears. And I encourage you in the gospel, point you to Christ. Uh, today's uh, podcast episode is actually, so you got some of this out of the prayer, 
prayer books, right? The I 40, did. 40, yes. uh, 40 day yep. prayer journey. Meant to bring those over to yeah, the table. <laughs> I moved them away from the table and now I don't want to get up because it's like we're rolling. Um, but we have these books. They're called 40, uh, 40 prayers. <laughs> you may, uh, 40 prayers for my wife. And then Selena wrote a book called 40 prayers for 40 prayers for my husband. Probably going to look backwards to you all, but they might, we'll see. Hey, um, you. you can check those out. Go to 40 prayers.com. Uh, and what it is, it's just basically they're very targeted prayers, like almost like scripts with a lot of scripture mm-hmm. and they're following this format we're going to talk about today. Um, and the intro, some of the stuff that we're talking about today comes directly out of that intro. Um, but anyway, that's available to you on our website, 40prayers.com. We'll take you straight to the product page for that. Um, we pray that that blesses you. Um, so Selena, this first question, what is prayer? What is prayer? What is prayer? I think it is important to understand what it is as a believer and then be on the same page about it as spouses. Because coming into a marriage, you two come from different, you have different family of origins, the different beliefs, different values, different priorities. Uh, maybe it all seemed like you were on the same page when you first got married. But as we grow in our faith and we start examining things a bit more closely, mm. uh, we might disagree on some things. And so it's really important to get on the same page of understanding what prayer is. Uh, kind of a simple definition mm. for us and working f- for us today is uh, prayer is a, a gift of freely communing with the God of the universe intimately, uh, it was a costly gift. And I don't, I'm, I, I hmm. wrote that and I'm like, costly gift. Yes, that can work. Because <laughs> if we look at the histor- the history of prayer, which we'll jump down here and then we'll talk about what prayer is not, because there's a lot of things that it's not that we as believers can kind of say that it is. Um, if you look at, uh, in the Old Testament, at what prayer used to be, right? You would have the priests, they would have to, they were of a certain line, certain lineage. I think they're Levites, the Levitical priests. They would have to get all clean and get all ready to go into the whole, like into the temple, into the tabernacle, mm-hmm. spending the time. And they would have to make sacrifices on behalf of the people, for the people, uh, for different, right. uh, asking for forgiveness for different things. And it was not something that anybody could just walk in and do. Like you could not go into the Holy of Holies, into the actual presence of God, because you would be struck dead, basically, is what happened. I think it did happen to yeah. some people. Yeah. So So the priests were the representatives of the people to God. Right. So they would represent you know, the, the nation of Israel to God. And then the prophets, in contra- contrast, would be God's representatives to, to the, the people. people. Right. And... So we have all of that up until Jesus came. And when Jesus came, he changed everything. Uh, He is now our high priest. Uh, When he came and he was crucified, Mm. uh, the temple, the curtain in the temple was torn. Uh, The obstacles or I hate to say obstacles, but the the way that we could go about communing with God as non-priests or, you know, people that were not um, designated or cleansed or I don't want to say qualified, but we didn't have to be of the Levite line and we didn't have to have all these certain things Mm. in place. Like Christ made the way he tore the curtain. He tore anything, any barrier that was keeping us from God. And he gave us freedom to enter into that throne room. Uh, Hebrews four teaches that, that teaches us that Jesus is our high priest, um, who not only empathizes with us and knows our pain, understands our struggles. Uh, but when we enter into that room, he's not smiting us, right? He's not condemning mm. us, but he, he receives us with mercy and grace. Uh, again, not because of anything that we have done, but all because of the life, death, resurrection of Jesus. And so 
to understand what prayer is, I think it's important for us to understand the cost of prayer and why it is a gift and why, hmm. how it's important to the Christian life and, and especially a marriage that is reflecting, emulating who God is, right. the unity of God, um, the character of God. Yeah. So like the, what I hear you saying is that the, and I fully agree, um, the org chart of heaven <laughs> is very flat in, when it comes to God and his people, mm-hmm. meaning that we don't have to go through a hierarchy as, as I guess, I mean, just to be clear, as reformed evangelical Christians, right, Protestant, uh, we don't have to go through a hierarchy of priests and, you know, and higher priests and on up until we finally get to, to God himself. Mm-hmm. Instead, we have our high priest and he has been made flesh. Mm-hmm. He's in and among us, or he was as he Christ. was the sacrifice. He was the sacrifice. Forgave us. So of- it's it's an immense, an immense privilege to be able to pray to the living God directly, to have the Holy Spirit in us stirring up in us things that that might be pleasing to God mm-hmm. in our prayer. So that's I think the first premise here is that we can just take it so for granted mm-hmm. that I can just at the drop of a hat pray, and we get so flippant about our prayers. Now I'm not saying that we need to have all this hubbub and decorum around approaching God. That's what this passage is saying. You approach the throne room of grace with mm-hmm. confidence. And, and in First uh, Thessalonians 5, Paul said, pray continually. Well, that doesn't, we can't possibly pray continually if it involves all this, all this pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. to make it happen. And so I, that's my first, ex, that, that's what I'm feeling encouraged in at, at the moment mm-hmm. is, wow, like what a immense privilege it is to be able to pray and not be stricken dead. Right, right. By by talking to God directly. Right, which is something I think that we should, again, so gauging uh, what prayer is, Mm. looking at what it's not, I think clarifies again and elevates it to remind us what prayer is. So looking at what it's not, it's not anything mystical. It's no like name it and claim it sort of prosperity, one-sided talk to God rather than with God. Um, prayer is not all about us. I mean, I would argue it's hardly about us, right? It's really about knowing God, knowing him, Mm. praising him, confessing our sin to him so that he can redeem, sanctify, save, and bless us how he sees fit. And we trust him in that, right? Uh, prayer is not something we only do in crisis. It is a consistent part of the believer's life. It should be a consistent part. It's one way that we know God primarily, or one of the biggest ways, obviously, Mm -hmm. is through scripture, but then... I would say hand in hand is yeah. prayer and communion with God. So we've looked at what what is prayer. We've looked at a biblical history of prayer. I would say, now you you offered up a, a definition of prayer as a gift of, to freely communicate with the God of the universe intimately. Mm-hmm. I would present this definition of prayer is our when we pray to God is we are responding to what He said to us. Mm. And how do we know what He said to us? Is we we have Scripture. Mm-hmm. We have the word inscripturate. We have the word incarnate in Christ. So when we speak to God, we are responding. To, he's initiated the conversation. Mm, we're just, mm-hmm. we're volleying back. Yeah. And so that's why in, in our prayer books, in these 40, 40 prayers for my wife, 40 prayers for a wife's husband. <laughs> I, want, I don't want to say my <laughs> husband. Um, for the, these 40 prayers, it really is just, God, This you said this. So in response to what you said, we're going to say this. Mm-hmm. And now, Lord, I'm going to stand on this thing that you said, and I'm going to respond to you in this way and contend for my yeah. wife in this way. Yeah. And to me, that is uh, that has been a life-changing kind of pivot. For uh, And I think Tim Keller wrote a book aptly named Prayer, <laughs> where that's, yes. that's the whole premise of the book is we yeah. are just responding to God and what he's already said. So 
given what we've covered, now why do we pray? What right. is the purpose of our prayer? Um, now, I think primarily the purpose is, of course, aside from the general purpose of communion with God, mm-hmm. you have here the repentance and confession or requests and uh, repentance and confession. Kind of a one. list of things, right? This, the next one would be requests and petitions. Mm-hmm. You're asking things of God. Praise and acknowledgement of who God is and the work that he's doing and what he's done, his mm-hmm. very will. Uh, what do you have here? The time and the place? It's a time and place where we can freely and intention- intentionally participate with our king. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that is part of that responding. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into exactly how to pray. So th- mm-hmm. this is... this. These uh, I can tell where these came from. These came from the how to pray part, which is where we get from, is it from Matthew 7, um, the Lord's Prayer. Yes. Matthew 6. So anyway, um, yeah, so how do we, what is the purpose within marriage for why we pray? Right. Um, as a married couple, I think praying together deepens and also protects our unity because if prayer is what we believe it is and we are consistently engaging it as we know we should as believers, then it's going to carry a heavy weight with it. And mm. it's going to not a heavy as in dutiful, although it, it may feel dutiful at times. Um, there's this goodness and this depth and this intimacy of something that I share with my husband and only my husband, uh, these prayers that are of whatever struggle or whatever we are facing as a family, as a Mm. couple. Uh, It is us going to God as one, right? And so, again, it's a protection of unity. It's a deepening of your marital unity. Um, And some of these might sound a little bit repetitive, the acknowledgement of who God is in the midst of your struggles in marriage. I think Mm. prayer is one of those ways of, when you have to put words to what you're struggling with to to bring to God, not that he doesn't know the depths and the complexities of what you're going through. But again, we see that if you're dealing with sin in Genesis three, right? God said, Adam and Eve, where are you? Not that he lost them, but he wanted them to come to him. And they wanted, he wanted them to articulate what, what they had done. He asked them, what have you done to Eve? Right? Not because he didn't know. This is again, this is an acknowledgement of who God is. Right bringing our struggles to him, articulating them to him. Because I think, again, when we do that, we are able to respond better to what his word says to us about whatever sin or struggle uh, or conflict that we're dealing with. Hmm. Um, I like to think of it like this, is that we are... Okay, I'll use the example of our daughters. <laughs> like They know that I'm, I'm in the office most work days, and I'm writing or doing whatever it is I do. <laughs> No one knows. No one knows. I don't even Stop. know. But they know that if they ever have a need or a concern or anything, they know where to find me. Yeah. And they'll come. we live in the same home. And they know I'm their father. And they'll come in and they'll bring their petitions to me. And to me, this is what the attitude of prayer is. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to say this while we're talking through how we pray within marriage, because we can so often feel like, okay, if I don't fold my hands just right and close my eyes and get into the prayer closet, right. or, you know, light, you know, dim the lights or whatever, set the stage, like then I can pray. No, it's like, it's this idea that God, our father, God isn't absent, Mm -hmm. right? He's omnipresent. Um, he's omniscient, all the omnis and he's omni, omni. Um, and we can just go to him. It's as if we're, we are in his house, right? Mm -hmm. This creation that, you know, obviously this, this, there's nuance to that, but the point is, is that there's a, there's a, um, an access that as children has been purchased by Christ on the cross, that mm-hmm. we are no longer called slaves to sin. We're no longer even just 
servants of God, but we are adopted in children of God, mm-hmm. co-heirs with Christ mm-hmm. is, is the phrase we're given. And what kind of access does a, does a child have to their parent? It's unfettered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's unlimited. The, the time doesn't matter. The request right. doesn't really even matter. Right. All that matters is that the access, you have relationship. Yeah. Our girls don't have to bring daddy his favorite food or bring something that's valuable to right. them to be able to talk to him. They can just freely go to him, mm-hmm. uh, which again, I think reestablishes who we are, right? Yep. Our identity in Christ and who God is. He is the King, Savior, God of the universe. Yeah. And so it again, realigns our hearts, minds, and souls with our identity and with who God is and who he should be to us. Uh, it is a place where we can practice repentance and receive forgiveness mm. Uh, doing that with your spouse, I think is always really powerful because you can, you just feel supported. I think if you're bringing your, you're confessing your sin before God, before your spouse, it's humbling and it realigns you. It, it brings back your unity, especially if there's been, uh, mm. if the sin has broken trust between you and your spouse. It brings you right back to plumb, mm-hmm. right? Cause you can get kind of sideways as, as a couple. And when you go to Christ or you go to God and you say, forgive us our sins, mm. We've sinned against you. Forgive us. We repent of that. We turn from it. It right. brings you back to plumb and square. Right. So now you actually have that place that you can begin to live out of a place of health. Yeah. And if it's a regular um, and consistent thing, yeah. I mean, think about the amount of growth and sanctification that can happen and what it models for your children and your family and how, yeah. what kind of culture it builds within your home. Yeah. And the next piece you had on here, Cell, is... Uh, it helps us as a couple to grow our faith through petitioning the Lord while trusting him. Mm-hmm. So my favorite part, and I, we don't mean to plug these books the entire time, but it's a tool that's here for you. Mm-hmm. And you can do this on your own paper. You don't have to buy the books. But what we did in the, in the front of this book is there's actually a, a, a inventory. So you take an inventory. I'm not sure if you can see that you're watching on YouTube. But you take an inventory and you rate aspects of your marriage on a scale of 1 to 10. So how is our overall unity scale of one to 10 at the beginning of this journey, mm-hmm. right? Day one, how's our communication like? Well, I'd mm-hmm. give it, you know, I'd give it a seven or whatever. What's our intimacy, like our conflict handling skills, things like that. You go through and do about eight of these things, you rate them and then you pray over and mm-hmm. you commit all that stuff to prayer. And you say, God, over the next 40 days, what are you going to do? Like, let's just, let's just see what you do. We're going to trust you. We're going to trust you by telling you we trust you. We're going to trust you by praying to you in the ways that you've given us to pray to you by responding to your scripture. And we're going to do it together in unity. Mm -hmm. And I was blown away at how when you actually mark the beginning and you go back at the end of this challenge Mm -hmm. and you, in a different color of ink, you'll say, where? then you go and do the inventory again. So maybe your communication went from a seven to a nine or whatever. And you see where there's been improvement and you can look and say, God, you are so good. You are so faithful. You've answered our prayers. And I do want to say that, uh, yes, these books were written to be done together. However, if you find yourself in a marriage where uh, one one of you is not yeah. sort of engaging in prayer or a believer, um, you can, they're designed, to, you can do them on your own as well. Absolutely. And yeah. um, I think it will be powerful uh, yeah. in your marriage. So, yeah. And again, we're not meaning to plug it, but we're just, that's one of the things I've loved about when I pray intentionally and I'm able to actually say to God, I'm entrusting this into your hands because I know you're God. I know you're, you care for us and you love us. And I'm, I'm I want to see you move because I want to give you glory, not because I want what I want. Right. 
I've been amazed at how God is so faithful to just right. give you reason after reason after reason after reason to continue to trust him. Mm-hmm. Yet we are like Israel and we forget. Right. <laughs> so that's right. why we have to go back to pray, pray to him. And, 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 uh, we repent, we turn, we believe, we trust. So let's get into specifically, how do we pray? Sure. If, if we well, can. and yeah, and I just want to say this last point, um, Psalm 46, 10, um, the importance of being still before the lo- the Lord and knowing that he is God. I think prayer is one of those great practices of this scripture particular yeah. is, is sitting and being still and trusting. So, and that speaks to the, the, the piece that we forgot to say is that prayer is a, is a dialogue in the sense mm-hmm. that we do need to listen, right? The Holy spirit will, will stir your heart. And the, what you're listening for is ways that, that scriptures being illumined in your heart mm-hmm. in a way that you can apply it. Right. When I need to start being a little careful if you're hearing things that are extra biblical and you're saying, well, that that's God, because mm-hmm. God would never contradict himself. And so when you get people that say, yeah, I was praying and God told me, um, yeah, just be... Pump the brakes on pump that. Pump the brakes on that <laughs> because, yeah, that's, we have scripture and the canon is closed, sorry to say. Um, so if the Lord Not speaks... Not sorry to say. <laughs> Not sorry to say, no. I'm glad it is. Yes. Okay, we'll get off that. So, yeah. How, 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 how do we pray? <laughs> uh, there are obviously, I think many different ways, you know, as a child, you're taught to close your eyes and fold your hands, mostly for no distractions, uh, to th- have them think about what they're, who they're talking to and how they're talking to. Uh, one way that we kind of discovered later in our own marriage was praying through scripture. Um, Donald Whitney has a book, I think it's called Praying Through Scripture or Praying Scripture. It's a short book, uh, pretty helpful on uh, just writing down, journaling prayers. Uh, Have a prayer journal for you and your husband. We just started a family prayer journal. You don't know about this yet, maybe. (laughs) But the girls and I did because it's kind of a part of our education. It's Um, it's part of the Frederick Academy for mm. skilled youths, (laughs) for gifted youths. But yeah, so you can, you can keep track of what the Lord is doing or maybe how your heart has changed in the situation. Um, you can pray individually, obviously you can pray as a couple, you can pray as a family. I think all of these should be kind of daily, just an individual. And again, prayer, it doesn't have to be just a throw it up to God and okay, Lord, I'm good or whatever, but, you know, taking the time and praying as a mom, it's hard to find any quiet time. So it's usually your hands are busy with some sort of task and then you're mm-hmm. praying or talking to the Lord about the things that are on your heart or that he's kind of brought to light. Uh, beware of distractions. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of family life, um, building those rhythms is key mm-hmm. because it's really easy to, to not have prayer rhythms because it's just super easy to do. So what we've done take it or leave it. It's worked really well for us as we have kind of earmarked days throughout parts of the day where we pray. Mm-hmm. We've, we, we pray before we eat breakfast. We always eat breakfast together. So we always pray before that. And it's never just like, thanks for the food. Amen. <laughs> it's, there's a little bit more to it. Sometimes the kids will pray. So most often it's me or Selena. Uh, and then we do family worship. And that's when um, we, we're getting better at it, but we get, so we'll go through kind of the, the things that our family is contending for. Right. So friends that are maybe going through something, we want to mm-hmm. contend for them or, you know, whatever is happening in our community or in the world at large. We have a, a chalkboard, right? Some of that stuff's on there. We'll pray then. Um, and then at dinner as well. Yeah. And, and we I, pray during the day with the girls as we well. We do. Yes. And as a couple, though, I think we need to talk about this specifically. How do 
What's a good way for us to pray? I mean, we can fold our hands and kind of sit on separate couches and close our eyes and pray, but what would be a more unifying? <laughs> laying, <laughs> laying one on yeah, top of each other. <laughs> hands, palms touching, faces together. Um, yeah, you know, I think contact is good. So there's, a, there's uh, what we've in the past, we've encouraged couples to do is sit facing each other, mm-hmm. maybe on, you know, on a couch or a sectional or whatever you have. Face each other, hold hands, mm-hmm. and just bow your heads and, and, and close your eyes and pray. Mm-hmm. Now, that's there's no legalist legalism in that. Like, mm-hmm. do what works for you. But the point is, is you're in it together. Like, if it's awkward, it will be less awkward Every the more time. you do it. Yep. Yep. Um, and just and you don't have to have these big, long, elaborate prayers. In fact, Jesus said the opposite. He said, "Don't just blab on," right? Which I love that because I I don't. We've been in some church circles where the prayer it's like it's not a good prayer unless it's like. X number of words, X number of minutes. Yes, yes. And I'm like, listen, you said the same thing 20 times. <laughs> like God's not hard of hearing. So how does God, how convince does him if you say it more, how does Jesus instruct <laughs> us in how to pray? Right, we kind of buried the lead here. So let's go through <laughs> the Lord's prayer. Uh, I'll read this. And it's, uh, starts in Matthew six, verse five. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Verse 7. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. So, pause. There's two do not do as mm-hmm. these people do. So there's the Pharisees who think that by by being seen, they want to be seen for their piousness, right? So they, th- there's a different motivation there. They're not mm-hmm. actually praying to talk to God. They're, 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 they're wanting to be seen as pious people. Right. Then there's the don't pray like the Gentiles do, who thinks that they can just heap up empty phrases so that God will hear them. That's not the basis of our prayer. Mm-hmm. The basis of our prayer is different. The basis of our prayer is that we have a father who knows what we need before we ask him. Mm-hmm. So we, so it's not like we're bringing these revelations of our need to God. Like he right, already knows. Right. The point is is different. So uh, verse eight, do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we, for, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And some, uh, some versions and some of the gospels would, would add for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Amen. So there's an outline there for us. And this will leave. And again, this is covered in the books more at length. Um, but the outline is basically this. You start with adoration, yeah. our father in heaven. You're in heaven. I'm not adoration. Acknowledgement. Yeah. Acknowledgement. Glory to God. So mm-hmm. many times when I'm holy is your name feeling like, yeah, when I'm wanting to pray, I, I, I more and more, I, maybe I'm getting older. Maybe I'm getting more, I don't know. Do you want to pray more as you get older? Or are you saying I'm that... saying more and more as I get older, I'm wanting to pray the way Jesus said, yes. and I'm wanting to stick to that. Well, and I would also speak to the notion that when you don't feel like praying, that's probably the absolute moment that you should be praying. Mm-hmm. And so on that note, I would say, I'll start with God in heaven, my father in heaven, mm. you're in heaven. I'm not, you're sitting on the throne. I am not a whole complete prayer. Like just and you, right there. Holy is your name. And yes. you are a holy, holy, holy is our Lord God almighty. Mm-hmm. Your kingdom come, meaning that God, your will be done down here, just as it is up there. 
We want to see it done down here on earth as it is in heaven. So that's the supplication piece. So you have adoration. We have a supplication or an asking or requesting your will be done. That's the give us this day our daily bread piece as well. The confession part is give us, uh, forgive us our debts. We forgive, we've forgiven those who are indebted to us or our debtors. And then lead us not into temptation moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a great outline for prayer. If you're, if you're wanting to pray with your spouse, like just read this verbatim mm -hmm. and amen. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it's good. good. That's, it's good. Jesus said it's good enough. Print it out on a piece of paper, stick yeah. it in your Bible or just open your Bible. I mean, have a piece of paper to take with you or something. I don't know. Just put it on your phone or write it on the tablet of your heart. Write it on the tablet <laughs> of your heart. Uh, it's really, I just think it's super important for us to, and if you don't understand the format, it's okay. Just keep praying. Just yeah. God is so faithful, I think, to um, help all of our insecurities, our, our unknowing like ways of understanding the Bible. He's just so good yeah. to just continue to lead us gently, right? Yeah. He's, he leads us gently and with patience and mercy and grace. Yeah. So if you, you know, I think that's a, a great couple's challenge, you know, is just to pray for one another and pray with one another. And if you don't know how, like begin with the Lord's prayer. It's a great place yeah. to start. Amen. And we have a lot of resources on our marriage website, fiercemarriage.com. Just look at the search bar, hit prayer. Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of past content just like this. So you're going to see a lot of similarities there, but that'll give you a good place to start. Yeah. Um, if you're watching this, you're listening to this and you're wondering, man, this sounds great to be able to talk to God face to face. We're here to tell you that he's invited you into that. And maybe mm -hmm. this is him inviting you once again into communion with him. And what the way that looks is you turn your life over to Christ, knowing that he is God condescended down into flesh, mm -hmm. lived a perfect life, died the death we should have died, didn't stay dead, rose again yeah. on the third day and yeah. ascended into heaven and now sits at the throne of the Father and reigns and will return. Mm -hmm. That's the gospel. And he's saying to you, put your faith in me, put your faith in Christ so that you might be called a son of God, right? And that's a free gift of grace. It's not mm -hmm. anything you can earn. It's just something you do by placing your faith in him by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you want to find out more what it means to be a Christian, we have a website. It's just go to thenewsisgood.com and it'll give you a first uh, step down that path. Let's pray. Father, thank you uh, for this privilege mm -hmm. it is to speak to you. Surely we, we uh, can take it for granted, Lord, and, and mm -hmm. that's to our peril. Lord, help us to understand what it means and the gift it is to, to converse with you, the living God. Lord, I ask that you would uh, be with the couples watching this, the, the couples hearing this, the husbands listening alone, the wives listening alone, wondering how they can build their prayer life as, mm -hmm. as a couple. I pray that you would guide them, embolden them, strengthen them. I pray for the couples that are struggling, that you would come alongside them, give them hope, give them peace, give them joy in the trial, that they, that they might glorify you even in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, once again, um, check out 40prayers.com if you want to learn more about those books. And then we, always, we have a sale going right now as well, so you can take advantage of that. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention our amazing patrons. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys have kept us going in ways you don't know, and I just want to, if you're at the end of this video, it means you probably <laughs> like the content, you're at the end of the podcast. Uh, we'd love to partner with you. Yeah. God has been faithful. Please consider pray over it. If he leads you, we'd love to have you go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. There's goodies to be had, but don't do it for that. <laughs> don't do it for the goodies. Don't do it for the goodies. Um, anyway, this episode of Fierce Marriage is in the can. See you again in seven days. Till then. Stay, stay fierce. fierce. <laughs> I took you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
How dare you? I know.